When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love it that Lori's getting ready in Hawaii. She's at a getting ready. Week. Yes, yeah. well. she's getting ready to talk. She's dying. First of all, that she's not here today. Right. She she is. I didn't know that. Yes, she was texting me, tweeting me all last night. Oh, yeah. She is so upset she's, of all days to miss. She's on fire of all days to miss. I know. I know. Yes, well, she she loves a good award show wrap up like no one else. And we're gonna. I'll get do to, my best. I'll do my oh, best. You're gonna. You're going to knock it out of the park. I'm so excited. Um, we're going to get to that. So did you do anything fun this weekend? I know you weren't at the Galleria because we talked you, about you being there on Friday. <laughs> we were previewing it this weekend. We're going to be there this coming Saturday. Perfect. I took okay. that out of the podcast, by the way. Oh, so did? people wouldn't be confused if they listened later. Oh, okay. So we were good. We but were the good. event, the prom possible pop-up, that's going on all week. Okay. So nice. you can go there all week and we're going to be there on Saturday. Okay. Yes. Okay, so, so um, I think the big... But thanks for talking about it. Oh, no, okay. it's funny. We always try to say where you guys <laughs> yeah. are on Saturdays. Yes. There's going to be some going, going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think um, I think I've, I will be the record holder for the world's lowest bowling score ever. Oh, no. Um, ended up bowling mm-hmm. with my honey and his family and grandkids on um Good some activity. of them on, yeah mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoon evening. Yes, I it was either a twenty five or a twenty nine after eight frames. Oh. Did you have a couple of beverages? No, no? nothing that would okay. make me be off. I'm gonna blame <laughs> it on we went to Ranham and the Nook, you know, which yeah. is fun. But I had a wall next to me oh, yeah. that just seemed to throw me off because usually I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. That You're was an athlete. That's like my I'm not a bowling athlete though, like Lori. Uh, I was gonna say, no I, wonder she's never it, asked you to join her team. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. If you are can you, you have to wait. I'm curious because I we've gone bowling as a family a couple times. It's a good winter activity, yes, right? Is. For all ages. Super fun. And like couldn't get a lane or had to wait. We waited. It's crazy. It's. I feel like bowling is having a resurgence. I think so, because there's a lot of bowling athletes out there like Lori. Well, it's funny <laughs> enough, because one of my kids went bowling Sunday. Oh. And so I think it might be. I mean, Fun for all ages. It, it's something to do that's somewhat active without a gym membership. Exactly. Check out a bowling alley in the middle of summer and get back to me. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Grant. <laughs> I will, do you know where I was on Saturday night? My, um, son, my younger one had tickets to go to the state uh, hockey. Oh championship our school wasn't in it but he's like sure i'll go and so we're like oh we're gonna drive him maybe we'll just have dinner in st paul so we met the other parents we were all dropping off the kids and we had dinner over at um louis you know above cassettas yes louis 
well, maybe we should have opted to go up to Grand Avenue because it was so jam-packed. People are already celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Oh, mm-hmm. Like crazy. I got a call about it this morning. No, be, and the hockey tournament was going oh, on. There was and no... They sold, it was bananas. And I mean, it cost, cost a little more than we would have liked to park. Oh. But I have to say, it was fun. It was fun to see so many people out and great energy. It was a really fun night. I think so. I went to a new... All right, we're just going to get to it, Grant, and then we will ask you about you because we just keep talking. That's but okay. I went to this sure. new restaurant which was where the kyber pass used to be on snelling and grand which is right next door to my grade school in mac at heart of mary where it used to be Mm -hmm. and i went to um the name of the place is called bar one i bar cart oh yeah bar cart i haven't been but i've yeah it's fun yeah it's it's a smaller space you know and cozy but the the guy who wanted the bartender and he was so lovely fun and i had just a yummy hummus plate and i'm not a hummus girl willie but it was so really gooey and yummy hummus and fresh and tomatoes it's all about the good bread it was and everything was warm Mm -hmm. and lovely it was so good Mm -hmm. but they wanted to go the other option was the apostle which is downtown st paul and i'm like no we're not going to find parking. Let's go. Oh, you call. were smarter Let's than above, I was. Above the hill. Oh. Yeah, we paid $25 Yeah, park. of course you did. Event I mean, parking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That state yeah. hockey tournament's bigger than some, you know, Brutal. bigger than some of the, you know, bigger NFL games in town. You know, it's just it's, the crowds that it draws, the amount of people downtown St. Yeah. Paul. It's a true it's fun. following. And, it's and then a the Frozen thing. Four, something's happening this weekend downtown. Yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff. Oh, and there was the soccer game. So, like, we oh, yeah. were coming on. So, I mean, there was just traffic <laughs> oh. Everywhere. I was at that soccer you game. You were? Yeah. How I'd, was it? It was cool because I had never been to a United game. And oh, you I had haven't? Never been and so to, you went with the snow? When, when my first ever soccer game was out in the snow. And that stadium is just really intimate. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I am not the biggest soccer guy, but I really enjoyed myself because of the intimacy. It's kind of like CHS Field. Even if you're not a big baseball fan, you can go in there and you're just so close to everything. It just feels like a, an experience. It right? really... It was beautiful. Everybody says that it's yes. fun have you been yet i i have Your been to the stadium like i haven't been oh, to a you? game and we keep talking about it but i don't want to go in the snow yeah that was I'd like a nice sunny day yeah. <laughs> well i forget it doesn't have a roof i'm watching a soccer game in the snow <laughs> i was like what seems, the hell am i doing it seems like from my friends who have season tickets like that is part of the culture is that yeah. you go rain or snow it right. doesn't matter and they're just out there i right. think they've had three snow openers in a row or something so they call it the snow opener Oh, the uh, super, that's I what love they've been marketing. I thought about maybe starting in eight, late April. Well, nope. they do, but I think they keep them on the road for as long as they, they can. And this Kinda season like has twins. started for a while. Exactly, the twins will start a week on the road, but like they've been on the road for a couple weeks now because they've had to withhold it. We had that USA game here where it was below zero. I know right, it. right, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right. Well, Enough that was XNL yeah. Sports Talk. Yeah. You know, we yeah. had a we lost Minnesota's great Bud Grant over the weekend, and. <laughs> Accidental sports talk. <laughs> and that was just sad, yeah. Sad. Patrick yeah. Ritchie's coming on tomorrow at 3.30 to talk. He Love wrote it. a brilliant story oh, yesterday nice. about the friendship between um, Sid Hartman, Bud Grant, and Jerry um, Burns. Oh, Coach Uncle Burnsy. It was you such gotta a love Uncle Burnsy. Good story. <laughs> yeah. He's such a great writer. Yeah. So he's gonna talk about that tomorrow. Oh, that'll but be nice. There was there, a there was a, a somebody replied to Patrick Royce saying Sid has uh, has 
Sid has Bud Grant booked for at the Pearly Gates for Sports Hero today at four o'clock. I guess that was his old show or something. Yeah, so. I love That's that. That's kind of cool. You know? He was such. We grew up with him. I oh, just I yeah. feel like he was all part of my whole childhood and everything. Sure. Every Sunday, an icon. Every Sunday, it was fun looking back at some of the old photos too. Oh yeah, I'm Al Franken had a quote where he asked him at one point, you know. Why don't you have seat warmers or any heaters or anything out there? And he said, because these are these these are certain there are certain things that you can do when you're cold. I love it. He was always like, he was known. Like, he pushed he, the limits. Okay. And then that he was at the last, you know, uh playoff game in his t shirt. Mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar, you know, was all over that one with his t shirt on. It was like minus twenty five. Mm-hmm. He's hardy anyway, Minnesotan. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. That'll be something. All right, so when we come back. Guess what happened yesterday? Uh-huh. And it started early. We're going to talk about everything Oscars. This is Lori and Julia, my talk. All right, everybody. You know, we're so lucky. We have the most amazing airports here. Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 at MSP Airport. MSPAirport.com for all your information. And I was driving um, by the new lot, the new family lot on Saturday. You know, it was snowing and everything. And they have the new Quick Ride lot, which is off of post um road and highway five and it's the cheapest parking lot we have at the um at the airport it serves terminal one and two you enter after the highway five and they have door to door service thank you thank you uh 24 7 service um is happening and thank you we want to thank you for listening to me talk about it because it is phenomenal but also you can pre-book all your parking spring break busy. I've run into you, Allison, at the airport and lines during spring break several times, I feel like, but you're all going. Go to MSPAirport.com. Make sure you're covered. It's Sue from Popcorn. Hooray for Hollywood. Mm. It happened last night. There was a lot, a lot of buildup. Um, we're going to get to the fashions after we just kind of talk about the show. Overall thoughts you guys had on the show. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. I mean, it was, I think they needed it. I think it delivered what it needed to be, which was no controversy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Just like a kinder, gentler, more inclusive Oscars. And we're all in the same room together. They didn't have any of the weird tables like they've had for the COVID crap. And there all was that. no violence. No, there wasn't. There was more diversity. Uh-huh. There, there, you know, I just thought, I thought it was fine, oh, yeah. you know, and I think for Jimmy Kimmel, it's kind of a no win. Be, you know, I mean, if he had had lots of sticky gimmicks. Well, listen to this. Listen to this, because I thought he got some digs in. Yeah. Let's listen to this one right here when okay. he's talking about it's going to be a safe environment. We know this is a special night for you. We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So <laughs> we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor (laughs) and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. (laughs) No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. That's good, Grant. But I thought those were two good digs, and and last year I was so upset. They let him talk forever. Will Smith, you know, that's what he's alluding to. Mm -hmm. He also talked about two of the big guys that come back to the movie theaters, come back to the movie theaters, weren't there. Tom Cruise wasn't there. His movie was nominated, Top Gun. They panned to the group that was over there. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles Teller was there with some of the other people. But um, 
No other, Tom Cruise. No Tom Cruise. And then um, Tom James, Cruise only shows up to win. Yeah. And James Cameron wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know, and his avatar was yeah. nominated for some things. So I thought, wow, you guys are so movie, 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 and you don't show up for this, whether you're going to win or lose. I agree. Baby, baby, baby. And here's what um, Jimmy Kimmel said about him. Um, he said, um, something, something, Tom must be, you know, um, with Ron How. How- Ron L. Ron, Ron Hubba Hubba, yeah, right. Which I thought was funny, but yet every single place did a promo with Top Gun. So Jimmy right. Kimmel's promo for doing the Oscar is in a Top Gun set. Um, Kelly and Ryan do this after our Oscar show from the Kodak Theater, whatever it's called now. Um, and they did an uh, uh, thing where they're in the Good Top Gun call. set. Good Morning America mm-hmm. kicked off their wow. roundtable this morning at 8.30 with them doing this expanded Top Gun sure. extravaganza. So I thought, Well, because it was nominated. It was it's huge... just Tom wasn't nominated. Right. But he could have shown. They could have. I mean, they could have asked him to present. I'm, I, Don't you I, think I, they I'm would sure have taken did. him as a presenter? I'm and sure they did. You think he was really just so ticked off that he wasn't I, nominated? I don't to- know. Crazy. I'm just going to say baby, baby, baby. Well, well you know, he's busy also filming Mission Impossible. It eh? hasn't started yet. Okay. Just he, I mean, just they could up. have jetted him in it, for the ceremony. He could have flown his own jet. Come on. <laughs> I mean, but I really thought that was something that he didn't show. And, you know, he considered, you know, he did well for the movie theaters. Right. You know? And and I think, and rightly so, everybody did. I mean, I think that movie got more credit than it might have in some years because it really did bring people back it, to it the theaters. It really did. At a time it was needed. It, it absolutely. And Avatar, have you seen that? I haven't. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw the first one, okay. so I feel fine. I feel like <laughs> I'm good. I feel okay. really good about that. But James Cameron, did you hear? He said that he was skipping the Oscars due to personal reasons. Did you hear that? Because he wasn't nominated. As best <laughs> Personal reasons being, yeah. I'm upset that I wasn't nominated. I mean, honestly, yeah. a lot of people go that don't win. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, here was one of our favorites. Um, first of all, I finally watched for the third time Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm. and I got it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't the first two times I didn't. I'm just like, this wow, is, but you kept going back for more. Well, I those love two it. times I watched it on an airplane in a small screen. Okay. And so then the other night it was late. Jeff was sleeping and I'm like, I'm going to try it one more time because Grant explained it's kind of like Marvel, um, a little bit of Marvel universe. Multi, yeah, the multiverse. Multi, the multiverse yeah, the yes. multiverse aspect. If you can if you can get it from Marvel and just kind of apply that to an original story, mm-hmm. it gives it some credence. Otherwise, it's a tough thing to jump into outside of that. Right. And it was really about love and a family Absolutely. and a relationship. And yes. I never got any of that because I was so obsessed with too many things happening well, for my ADD. I was going to say, and there is just it's so off. much visually that you're kind of, you kind of get dizzy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I was. So what the very first award of the night went to Kehi Kwan. Yep. And here... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Podcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We're just going to play a little bit of it, but I mean, oh my so word. So sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh My mom is 84 years old, and she's at home watching. Mom, I just won an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to the Academy for this honor of a lifetime. Uh, thank you to my mom for the sacrifices she made to get me here. To my little brother, David, who calls me every day just to remind me to take good care of myself. I love you, brother. And my Goonies brother for life, Jeff Cohen. I owe everything to the love of my life. My wife, Echo, who month after month, year after year for 20 years, told me that one day, one day, my time will come. Dreams are something you have to believe in. I almost gave up on mine. To all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. Thank you, thank you so much for welcoming me back. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he was just beautiful. So excited. And then yes. the, and then to save time, what they did is they had the presenters do two awards in a row so you didn't have to wait for more people to I walk like out and then yeah, say who they are, blah, blah. I thought it was efficient. And so mm-hmm. the next one, um, people were surprised. I wasn't at all. It was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And she gave a beautiful speech and her, her speech was all about we, yeah. we won an Oscar. We won this. And then finally mom, dad, you know, cause mm-hmm. she had the famous parents. It was a good night for parents. Did you, there were so many genuine heartfelt, yeah. you know, tributes to parents, not just thanks mom, but like really telling deep stories. I, it Did was, you notice yes, that throughout I, the whole it, evening? Didn't it make you think, okay, my kids, you I'm like, are you paying attention right. children? <laughs> <laughs> and I the brothers, that. and the brothers getting along because we both have two boys. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that's always another thing too, another thread. But it, it really granted you. Oh yeah, I I watched it from front to end. The the performances were great. I I when you know even his reference back just just to the Goonies there when K Wee Kwan was yeah. going back. I mean that 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 reference Jeff Cohen was chunk in the movie. If you don't know that he did the truffle shuffle in the beginning, but like you said, Allie. The, the the speeches had genuine moments of not only appreciation for parents, but even like this childhood dream being accomplished. Like when RRR mm-hmm. won, which we'll hear later, the way that they talked about how they listened to this music and look at how it got them to the stage. You know, I mean, there's just so many moments of, like you said, when they were kids 
And now this moment is happening for them through their hard work, through all their determination. So I appreciate how you pointed that out, Allie. Kind of, you know, just the, the oh. travel, the journey as yep. these kids have made. So. Yeah. And it's it was cool. all these first timers, you know, which right. was really exciting. And you just felt excited for them. And I know Angela Bassett was disappointed. She was, yeah. Very, I, and I understand being disappointed, heartbreak. but I, but you know, Jamie Lee Curtis just won the SAG. Yeah. Which is all the people that are going to be voting. She for the had Academy the momentum. Awards. She really did. And it was hard not to be excited for her. She I was know. so excited. Yeah. And she looks just like my mom's sister. Really? I, I looked at her last night. I'm like, so I said, Annie Catherine, she looks just like you. She I'll have to great. show you a side by side. It kind of blew me away last yeah, night. I anyway, see. we will be back. We're going to get into the fashion. Oh, good. Everybody, let's talk furniture manor. They're open um, Monday through Saturdays, ten to five. And um, you know, I just love looking at you know HGTV and some of the other shows with what people are doing in their homes and some of the layouts and some of the magazines too. Um, beautiful furniture is just lovely. I remember, I think Allison, you redid your kitchen in red or something. You did something crazy with. Who did you do that with? Oh, I did it on TV. Yeah, sure. Got to do it on TV. You know, you did all color. Is it even a remodel if you don't do it on TV? There you go. And, you know. Red stove. Red stove. That's what you got. And just, there's so much color happening again, I think, in homes and appliances and then in your furniture. You can add a really fun pop of color in your artwork. They've got beautiful tables and chairs and all the Ekronis, ergonomically correct furniture at Furniture Manor. Good, better, and best pricing, and everyone has a design background. They're there to help you. Furniture Matter, tell them the girl sent you. Let's talk fashions, and I will say overall, in general, what a fun night. Do you agree that the fashions were fun? I Actually, I don't think fun is the word well, I would use, and here's why. Okay. Just because I feel like after a really fun season of yes, award okay. shows, everybody, you know, they get so serious when it comes to the Oscars, and they all dressed like it was either their wedding night, yes, there, was there was a lot, a lot of, of white. white, there was a lot of, a lot of plunge, some in places where it didn't belong. Um, and, and just a lot of, you know, silver and, and not a lot of color it was not a colorful carpet Okay, on right. the champagne carpet, on the champagne carpet. Now let's talk about that. We heard about that. We talked about the champagne carpet specialist on Friday here and why they made the choice. They wanted to transition from daytime to night and they needed a different color mm-hmm. thoughts. Well, I think overall the, the idea of having it be a neutral works much better with dresses. There are times where that red, if you're wearing a color, it's not good. Okay. However, so so I think that I think that part, yes, it's good, but I just don't think you're ever you're not going to hashtag champagne carpet. No, it's always going to be the red carpet. People call it beige carpet. Right. You know, it's always going to be I the mean, red people carpet. People had fun with it, right? But I mean, I think we always are going to think of that experience of celebrities walking in as the red carpet. Yes. But I think it was tasteful and it works well. It just was funny that for the first time there to be a carpet with so little color with the champ, you know, they, those dresses would have worked fine so on with what will be red. interesting now that if people know the color of the carpet, they might choose different fashion things. I wonder. But yeah. Because we that got laid out on Thursday when we first started hearing about champagne carpets. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori wants to say the worst dress for her was the champagne carpet. She did not like she it. Not a fan. It. She yeah. hated it. Okay. Tell me. Who did you love? Um, I thought Angela Bassett's dress was gorgeous. Violet tulle. Gorgeous. She looked in that that necklace 
like a snake kind of lariat yeah. thing. It, it was beautiful. just beautiful. Yeah. She was beautiful. She really was. And she had color. And yes, one that of the was, very few. What was that, a Missoni? Um, uh, Drapeways. Um, that was Beverly, uh, Beverly Smith. She did GMA. That was her best dress. Really? Yeah. You know who I loved? Who? Carla Delevingne. She, and yes, that was a beautiful dress. She is model-esque. Her shoes were perfection. It was red. It was off the shoulder with a nice rosette up here, a nice slit, a pocket. She, her and that hair was from a, back. It was actually from a 2021 collection. Oh, really? So it wasn't, you know, some, I mean, Lady Gaga was wearing a dress that literally had been shown on the runway like two days ago. At the Versace party on yes. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have to have anything altered on that dress because she just decided 48 hours before she showed up that she was going. And that she was going to perform. Right. She had said no. Right. Yeah. That was kind of wild, don't you think? That Versace dress was pretty. It was, yeah. I mean, it was really interesting. It looked great on her. I don't know that a lot of people could pull it off, but the way that the skirt was so low on mm. her hips, they, it was it, cool. The, the model was taller. Yeah. You know, but she didn't need alterations <laughs> at all. Yeah. It, had, it had butt True. cleavage. It had crack cleavage. Yeah, but I think that Lady Gaga wanted it that way. Yes. I mean, I think that's the way she chose to wear it. I don't know that any a normal person could have. You're, a you're civilian could not have pulled well, that off. Well, to the after parties, um, you know... Nudity being the excessive... This is Lori's question to you. Okay. Um, when is nudity going to stop being an accessory? I I mean, maybe when they don't spend every minute looking at their bodies. I mean, I, I don't know. It's crazy. There is a lot. And I also felt like this was a, a carpet where... The the young people felt like I need to show that I'm young by showing My everything. Body. Yeah, I'm so sick of it. I mean, I'm so sick of it. But I really then, am. But okay. then again, if I had that body and I could just wear <laughs> right? my face mask yes. as my top, why not? Yes. Yeah. Um, the fe- you saw the feather. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, that was wild. Yeah, that was, that was wild. We've posted all of this. We have really good collections. We have the Vogue, which is kind of one of the most complete lists. It is. And then yes. we've got a couple other that Grant posted. CNN one. Yes. Um, I believe. I also did the Vanity Fair party as yes. well. So like there's about 119 Everyone photos. Everyone changes. Yeah, there's a whole afterwards. other group of photos in there as well. So there's about three from the red or the champagne carpet, excuse me. And then one link from the Vanity Fair party. Okay, what did you think of, um, let's see here, um, Florence Pugh's? Okay, I thought it was, so this is an example of youth, you know, youth is on her side and she needed to make that dress modern. I thought it was cool. The the bike shirt, she's not the first person to do that. Anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. The bike shorts made it kind of a fun, youthful nod. And I thought for her, it worked. My mother totally disagreed. I couldn't, I couldn't get past the hair. I didn't like what was done. There was such a busyness going on with her hair. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, she needed to wear it up because of just I understand. the volume of that dress. But she had it going forward, sideways, backwards, and in a curl. <laughs> I mean, there were so many different directions. Well, she's not hair. traditional. No, she's she not going to just pull and it I up. Kinda and I kind of like her being punk and stuff. Yeah, you know? and I, I liked it overall. I mean, not my favorite look of the night, but I did like it. Um, I want to know what you thought of Eva Longoria. Okay, so the dress was stunning. Because I liked it because it was long street sleeve and it had a very, very deep V and it was kind of looked like the Chrysler building, mm-hmm. kind of art deco in, okay. in how the, um, I don't know if it was sequence or what it was on there, but what I, I was bummed for her. Because here she, but yet not bummed for her because she was never she's nice to Lori. She's an Oscar oh, nominated. Nope. 
I don't know. Sorry, I was looking back okay. at the Florence Pugh getting yeah. talked about. No, so. she, um, when she came out to present, her Hollywood tape failed her. It was a she little had lopsided. one boob mm-hmm. so much lower than the other boob. And um, it was obvious. And I couldn't not look. I, I just looked there the whole time and I got a couple texts from some other people like, damn, what yeah. a bummer. Well, you know, it's funny. When I first saw her first glance, I was like, wow. And I mean, she is stunning. stunning. She is absolutely gorgeous. Yes. And I had a couple people messaged me and said, you know what? Like, enough is enough. When you're a certain age, you shouldn't be wearing something that plunging. And I was like, well, wait a second. Right. Wait a second. If, if I, I look could like wear Eva it, I would wear it. But I will say, and I don't think it had anything to do with age. I just think she's a, she's of small stature. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot, and it wasn't, and it didn't stay in place. It didn't stay in place. I felt, <laughs> I felt bad for her. So here's our grudge against her. Um, then, and don't oh, I see, yeah, a, well, I see a picture of what you mean oh, by yeah. one's higher yeah, than yeah, the other. Yeah. yeah, but she was never nice to us. Like three years in a row, we tried to get her to look at us. She was as close as you and I, Allison. Yeah. We just were trying to get her to wave. Oh, mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a wave. And so oh. I have different feelings about her, but um, hmm. she's doing some really cool things um, with, she's got a new food show. I, I mean, I think she's really innovative, super smart, but I she just, is, she's very entrepreneurial. She was here last summer, you know, she for was at like, your thing. VCon, wasn't yeah. Yeah. Thing. but yeah. she was in town and on stage. And I mean, she, I mean, being that close, I was just like, she's I didn't, stunning. stunning. She's stunning. Okay. Uh, Anna de Armas, I thought the entire award season, she's the most beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She at the entire award season, her stylist failed her. I thought that bland white dress, the hair, Jeff thought her hair was pretty. Um, this is our first time going through an award show. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, th- I like and that. I thought she just is so much prettier. She needed color. <sighs> it she washed needed, her out. It washed her out so bad, but I it, feel like the entire award season, yeah. she has just been blah. Oh, yeah. This was a uh, Louis Vuitton. Um, it was silver and uh, yeah, she needed more contrast. You could have done that same. The dress itself I thought was pretty. If you had just any done color. that in any, right. Any, any color. color. Yeah. She just looks so, I mean, she's got youth. She's got beauty. I was really bummed about that. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Mindy Kaling? Okay, interesting. I mean, she is looking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not my favorite. It Mm-mm. looked uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You noticed that it changed colors. It did. It was white on mm-hmm. the carpet and black when she was on stage. I did a double take. It's like the new appliances, but it was a, <laughs> it was another dress she changed into, right? Because it was the exact same. Exact same. Exact yeah. same dress, just in yeah. two colors. Uh, you know, look, I think she's really proud. I think she's been working hard to get that bod and mm-hmm. she wanted to show it off. I, I didn't love the dress. Neither did I. But the dress she wore to the Vanity Fair after party that you posted, she looked like a gazillion dollars in mm-hmm. a metallic. It was it was more more coverage. Yeah, you know this was just a bandeau top with just. It like kind of bothered me the straps. Same. I just like I don't know. I didn't like. Love how do you it. sit? How do you yeah. not get caught in yes. the straps? How do you go to the not bathroom? I always worry sit. about everything. Right, I'm thinking you know, through as well. I think it through. All right, yes. we're gonna we're gonna break a little earlier. We've got on. Um, a really one of Lori and my favorite books we've read in a while, um, a likely story. And it's, it's her birthday for the book birthday tomorrow. Mm. And Leah's going to be on with us. Um, so, and she might have to leave a little early on the other end. Okay. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. This is Lori and Julia. And we'll be right back. 
All right, everybody, learning our acts. Oh, do we love, love, love to read. And if your child is struggling with school, with math, with reading, with homework, you feel it as a family. And um, learning our acts has one-on-one brain training, and they've got a scientifically proven way to teach your kids how to learn. It's It works. They've been doing it for a long time. People, it's changing families and, and individuals' lives. We're always just so happy to talk about it and share. Um, you know, here's one that um, from Gloria. She scheduled an assessment with a mom who was a listener. But anyway, she said she loves listening to the show, but she also is so excited because she's been hearing about Learning Rx for years that she finally picked up the phone and made the call to have the one-hour assessment. It's eye-opening. It's 50% off. And then you know when you mention us, it's 50% off. Call Learning Rx today. We are so excited for another installment of the Lori and Julia Book Club brought to you by Book Club Restaurant in South Minneapolis, where when you go and mention LoJ Book Club or MyTalk, you get a free appetizer or dessert with your meal. So go do that. And we are so delighted. We've got a first-time uh Novelist with us joining us today. It is uh, Leah McMullen Abramson. Hi, Leah. Hi, how are you? Great. We're so excited to be talking to you. Your book. I'm so excited to be here. Happy almost book birthday because I think your book birthday is tomorrow. Um, it is tomorrow. Pi Day. Pi Day is tomorrow, too. A, <laughs> a likely story. And I, I read it before my partner, who isn't here today. Um, uh, Lori and I said, take this with you to Hawaii. And she, I don't even think she had left the airport before she finished it. And she said, oh my gosh, that is a book. So give everyone the setup. Oh. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you both enjoyed it. Uh, a likely story is the uh, story of a, a the daughter of a famous writer who is struggling to make it as a writer herself but coming up against a lot of roadblocks. So when the story opens, um, Isabel, the protagonist's mother, has just passed away. And so Isabel is grappling with the loss of her mother and also now being alone in her family with her father, um, who has never really been the primary parent to her. And so they both need to redefine their relationship. And in the midst of that, Isabel... Uh, while cleaning out her mother's house, um, stumbles upon some items that make her realize that not everything in her family was as she believed. Um, shortly thereafter, she is able to publish a book, but unfortunately for Isabel, her problems are, are only beginning, really. So, um, it's family secrets are revealed and things get worse for Isabel before they get better. Oh, Leah, it's so good, and it's so different, and and it's kind of interesting because your story might kind of, you know, you have um, people who were artists, and your mom wrote books, and your dad, what was did he do um, uh, drawings for the books or something? But you... Yes. You grew yes. up in a My book dad, family. Yes, I do come from an artistic family, and my father is an illustrator, and he does a lot of the posters for Lincoln Center Theater here in New York. And he, he and my mother also collaborate on a bunch of children's books together. Oh, I, I and you know how how having this iconic father, Ward, I um, 
and he was he's such a a cold man, but yet you empathize with him. I think Lori and I were talking about it and why we loved it so much because it's different than anything we've read in quite a while. Because it's a story within a story within a story almost, and we're invested in all of the characters. That doesn't oh, happen that's a lot. So great to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think Ward is is definitely a narcissist, and he definitely makes some choices that are questionable. But I also try to show that he his quest for fame has left him quite lonely. And especially once his wife dies, he definitely has to grapple with that and and face some of the less attractive parts of his personality head on. I mean, big time less attractive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you do, you talk about the fame and being a child of a famous writer when that's your passion. How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you stack up to your parents? I mean, really, yeah. you feel for Isabel all the way through the book. I, I just tore through this. It was, I couldn't put it down. It, you have a hit. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so wonderful to hear. But yeah, I do think. Being the child of any famous person is hard. I'm sure it seems glamorous to those of us on the outside, but I think it creates a lot of internal pressure, especially for someone like Isabel, who decided to follow in her father's footsteps because the comparisons are only natural in that case. And I think for her, it creates a really difficult situation, especially because part of what she's doing is really seeking approval from her father, Mm -hmm. which she feels that she can only get by following him and becoming a famous writer. And that is just a really uh, hard thing to achieve. Oh, oh, it's just, and I just, I could feel like the station wagon driving around in uh, Sag Harbor or wherever they were and going to New York City. (laughs) It's really just congratulations to you. And you have a, you have an interesting story because you, instead of being an artist, went to law school. And then, and so you were in law school for seven years before you kind of started doing some writing and were published in the Atlantic and the New York Times and this really is your kind of second novel, but the first one you didn't publish? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of writers, uh, I had I had a first book that I was sure was going to set me off on the path to, you know, stardom. But unfortunately, um, it did not work out that way. And And I think for the best, because this book, I feel, is a stronger debut than that book would have been. So uh, after I wrote that book, I went back to the computer and I wrote this one. But before I was a writer, I was I did practice law for about seven years and I didn't really enjoy the antagonism of being a litigator. But I do feel that it sharpened my writing skills along the way. So I, I try not to think of it as wasted years. Oh, gosh. I mean, are you so <laughs> when you finished this, did it how long did this book take you a likely story for those of you who, who are just joining us? How long did it take you to write it? It took me about two plus years. Part of it was because I had a draft that I felt pretty good about in uh, March of 2020. And I felt pretty good about that draft. But, um, you know, then, as we all know, the world shut down. And I basically didn't write at all for uh, almost six months because I had my kids who were then two and five home with me. And I just, 
it there really didn't feel like the space for it. And I felt, well, who knows if I'll ever publish this book or leave the house. So I didn't really look at it. When my kids went back to school in September, I thought, I'm going to get this book out again. And actually, the, the time and space away from it really did lead me to make some good changes in the book, including the addition of the book within the book element, uh, which I do think was a really key element. So it all worked out, but it did take me a long time, and I did have a long break. Oh, hmm. it's just, it's just, it, it really is different. And um, we read so, so, so many books. A Likely Story. Oh. I feel like this would be a mini series. Um, who who's gonna I, play the lead? I hope so. I mean, is that <laughs> who is are that, you casting? Yeah, do you see that? <laughs> oh, I think there's so many wonderful actresses, you know, that can play Isabel. Um, I don't even want to narrow it down, but um, she's she's an interesting character and has a lot a lot of flaws and good points to her so hopefully someone would find it interesting i have to say i watched white lotus and when i saw aubrey plaza even though she doesn't look like isabel i was like "Ooh, she would be interesting she would be interesting and you know and i also like that you know isabel is in her mid-30s yeah you know this isn't a 20 something this is a woman no. that's been grappling and struggling with her identity. And, you know, you can kind of relate. No one knows what they're going to do right away. And um, I like that, that she was older. Yeah, I feel like we think of these kind of quarter-life crises happening in your 20s, mm-hmm. maybe when you graduate from college. But for myself included, and a lot of women I know, you know, that kind of grappling and reckoning can can take a bit longer um, into into your authorities. So I did want to portray that. Oh, it's just so good. And is there interest for, you know, maybe going to the to the big screen or the little screen? Yeah, where it's definitely being considered, um, particularly for TV. Um, nothing I can talk about yet, but um Things are are in the works, so hopefully, you know, at some point soon we could see the Mannings on television. It's so, it's just, it would be so good. But this book is great. I think people pick it up. A likely story. When I read the back, I had no idea what it was about. And, you know, Kathleen um, Carter, your um, publicist, is brilliant. And she sent it to me, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm just, and I, you don't know what it's about. Until you start getting into it, and then you can't put it down. It's so oh, good. Well, I'm, you're, thank you. I am just thrilled to hear that you enjoyed it. And I'll thank Kathleen profusely for connecting us. Oh, yes. And we want to know, are you starting another book? I am starting another book. Um, this book is about a woman who inherits a bookstore in Vermont under mysterious circumstances Ooh. and leaves her life in New York to go be a bookstore owner, but things are not as they seem. They never are. A Likely (laughs) Stories, the book, Leah McMillan, Abramson, thank you. We ran out of time. Thank you. Love talking to you. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. We'll be